believe my eyes right now. Do y'all see me? We do. <laughs> okay. Hey Mac, now that I can see you, I can confront you about the fact that uh, why am I, why upon hearing about bowling last weekend did you decide to run from smoke again? <laughs> no, that is I never run from smoke ever. I'm you willing to go this weekend though. What do you do this weekend, Saturday? I'm down. I know we talked about that last weekend, Mike. So if we decide to go, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go with that. But so this weekend, big game, Chiefs Bucks, pretty much a home game for the Bucks in Tampa Bay. Uh, most of the lines that I've seen are, are three, three and a half, I believe, one of them. So I'll start with you, Mac. Who do you got, and what are you thinking on the game? Um, I'm gonna pick the upset. I'm gonna go Bucks. Bucks and the upset. They're gonna go win this game. I'm gonna say 35-31. It's gonna be close. I think Tom Tom's gonna make sure that Patrick Mahomes stays on the sideline. He's gonna be able to run the football, play his game, and I think those two do two tackles out for the Chiefs are gonna be a game changer. I mean. Mike Rimmers is the backup left tackle. He's known for getting eaten up by Von Miller in Super Bowl 50. So I feel like Todd Bowles is going to bring a lot of pressure. They can't. They won't be able to handle it. Get to Patrick Mahomes and kind of slow him down. Maybe force a couple punts. And I think Tom Brady will take advantage of that. Score some touchdowns. They'll play from behind a little bit, but I'm going to say. Chiefs get upset by four. Okay. All right, Mike. Uh, you see, I've been very adamant about uh, more than a one-score game in the Chiefs' favor. I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to have Chiefs over the Bucks, 42-31. I just think... You know, these last couple games in the regular season, the Chiefs kind of had some close calls. You know, it took a fourth down conversion to beat the the Browns. Chiefs kind of showed us who they were against the Bills. They, I mean, it's the same old Chiefs. And, uh, you know, last time Chiefs played the Bucks, I know it was a close game. They kind of pressed on the brakes a little bit. Tyreek Hill had some, uh, it was very much reminiscent of that Randy Moss on Thanksgiving Day, seven catches. 203 yards, like three or four touchdowns in the first quarter. Um, I I don't know. I just think the offense for the Chiefs is too much. And, you know, I, I don't think Mahomes is going to make mistakes. Uh, if Brady makes one or two like he did in that NFC championship game, I just feel like that Chiefs offense is too much to keep up with. So. Okay. I was curious if you were going to stand your ground on that, uh, you know, the margin of victory for the Chiefs. I actually – Mac, I was almost right there with you. Like, if you were to ask me this question maybe Sunday or Monday, I was kind of starting to come around on the whole Bucks hype thing. Just because, I mean, really just because of Brady. But then it was one of those things where I said Chiefs kind of from the start when we found out who it would be. And I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. I'm going to go. And I don't know, Mike, I don't know if you said one or what you said. Oh, you said 42-31, correct? Yeah. I'm going to go. 38-30, just because for me, 
I found it when I was trying to convince myself how the Bucks could pull it off. There were too many things that I was saying if they do this, if they do that, they if if um you know that second the young secondary could hold up, maybe they have a chance, or if um Leonard Fournette, who Fournette's actually been solid so far in the postseason. Um, but if he played well, I think they'd have a shot. As opposed to with the Chiefs, uh, I just felt, you know, it's Mahomes and that offense. And I don't know if they'll be able to do those things. Um, obviously, you have the tackle. That's huge. I really do. I think that's big. But I'm going to stand my ground. And I think, you know, 38-30 was what I said a while back. I'm going to stick with that. Um, so, yeah, I've got the Chiefs. I actually think, I think the closer the game is to that line, the better British chances. Because if it's coming down to a real, like a field goal type game, and you've got, you know, Brady being who he is on the other side of the field, I, I kind of like the Bucks' chances more in that situation just because you rarely see him come up short. And, you know, for example, last season was a situation where if Garoppolo doesn't miss that throw, we're talking about a whole entire different conversation. And, for example, if Brady was in that situation, I don't know if he'd miss that. So the closer the game actually is, I might lean bucks, I mean, but I'm going to stand and say Chiefs get the victory. We saw it in the AFC Championship game a couple years ago. I mean, game goes to overtime. Tom Brady doesn't even get Pat Mahomes the chance to get on the field. Um, yeah, Gabe, I, I guess I'm with you on that. I, is You know, I do have the Chiefs by, you know, more than one score, but if it comes down to Tom Brady with the ball in his hands, you know, running the two-minute drill, it's kind of hard not to believe that he's going to win that game i mean it's what he's done his entire career uh as much as i've disliked this man just as how much he's won in his career he that's what he knows how to do he wins he moves the ball effectively he him and manning i think are two of the best like students of the game like they're able to see things i think a lot of other quarterbacks don't and it's kind of scary that this man is a playing at home and he's just able to he spent this past, you know, week and a half just watching game film, probably. Like, he's picking yeah. apart this Chiefs defense before he even steps on the field. And that's the scary thing as a Chiefs defense, because you kind of have to innovate, and you kind of have to do stuff that, you know, Brady can't prepare for. Because if you kind of fall into those same old things, he's just going to eat you alive, because this is what he's done his entire career. So... No, and that was something else I thought about, too. The idea of Brady seeing this defense for the second time is is terrifying, like you said. Um, and you kind of mentioned it. Did y'all see – I'm guessing y'all saw Tony Romo's comments about the whole GOAT conversation. I didn't yeah. say those, no. Yeah. He pretty much said um, – Mac, you might be able to explain it better than me, but he pretty much said that if, if Mahomes loses, it's going to be hard to – have him over Tom Brady in the GOAT conversation, regardless of what he does. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Tony Romo from that standpoint. Um, I do believe that Patrick Mahomes will challenge Tom Brady for that uh, title in the future. But if he does not win this game, I think he will never catch Tom because it's kind of hard for you to catch him when you lose to him in the, the biggest moment in the Super Bowl and he's 43 and you're in your prime or not exactly. even in your prime yet. Like you're 25, he's 43 and he wins. Like, you know, it's kind of hard to say that you're going to beat him if you lost, if you lost to him. So, I mean, 
I think this is a big game for Mahomes from a legacy standpoint, but uh, I do agree with Terry Rambo. If he doesn't win this game, they, I don't think he can be in that code conversation anymore. Michael's like he's not buying one. I, I don't know, Jim. I don't <laughs> Explain. Know. Look, like, I don't think this ends it. Because let's, let's not forget, Tom Brady's lost to Eli Manning and Nick Foles in a Super Bowl. Like, his record's not clean either. If he was like a perfect 8-for-8 eight eight or a perfect 7-for-7 seven seven in Super Bowls, and he lost him or he beat Mahomes in this one, I would say, oh, yeah, it's definitely like Mahomes, whatever he does, will not be Brady. But, I mean, come on now. Like, Mahomes is, this is his what? I guess technically his third year in the league. Because, like, he was benched his first year. He didn't see the field his first year. Second year comes out, throws 50 touchdowns. Next year, honestly, he was a D Ford offsides away from being in that Super Bowl, if we're looking back at it. Um, and then the next year, comes back and beats the 49ers. I, I just don't know. I just feel like it's way too early to end that conversation, considering it's his third year in the league and Brady's on his way out. Who knows how Mahomes' rest of like the rest of his career is going to look like? Because right now it's looking like he's going to be consistently the AFC champion, or consistently in a contender in that at least. Because they did the right thing where the Chiefs aren't just built around. I mean, obviously they're built around Mahomes, but they have such good supporting pieces on that team. They're set up for a long time. So I, I just don't know. It's I guess I could see where Romo's coming from, but. I just can't say that the conversation would be ended if Brady won this one. I, I just think that's a little ridiculous. Uh, I agree. I think to say that it'd be over is ridiculous. But like Max said, for all the exact same reasons, it's gonna it'd be very tough uh, for Brady to get his seventh over Mahomes in his prime at age 42. And like, I'll ask this. And obviously, we have no idea. But if you had to guess right now, and I'll come to you first, Matt, how many how many Super Bowls would you say Mahomes is going to win? Just a wild guess. A wild guess? Like, is it I four mean, or five-ish? There's a lot of factors have to go in there because, I mean, based off his contract and what they're going to do with Travis Kelsey and all of them, uh, I would say four. I'd, four. Say, I'd give him four, maybe five. That's probably a good amount, right, right number. Yeah, I would say his floor is around four. I'd say ceiling's probably six. So anywhere between four and six, I'd see Mahomes at. Because, like Max said, you know, with a contract like that, I know it's kind of back-ended in terms of the money. But, you know, eventually you're going to have to start thinking, well, going to have to get innovative on how we're surrounding Mahomes. But I think that they've got some pretty good pieces to, I guess, counteract that. No, and I agree. That's why I think it gets interesting. So let's say we'll settle on four. Say he finishes with four to Brady seven. He's going to have to be, which at this pace, it won't even be a debate. He will be destroy him in terms of the stats, book, stat books and accumulated stats. And even then, it's like four to seven. They met head to head. Brady won the one time they met at age 42, as we mentioned. It's going to be tough. But I mean, how many does he lose, though? What if Patrick Mahomes goes four and three? He is four and three, and Brady seven and three, and Brady owns the head-to-head. Then I would still I put Brady over him. Yeah, I, put Brady. I mean, I mean, see, that's a, the I mean, loss just have to count for something too. 
They do. I mean, well, there's a there's another certain goat in another sport that losses don't seem to count for. But uh, hey, but no. we're not we hey, but we're not gonna get into that. Uh, <laughs> we we won't get into that. But I, I, yeah, I mean, if his record's four and three and Brady's seven and three and has that head to head, it kind of be hard to because it's not like Brady's. It's not like Brady's been a game manager his entire career. He's up there with Drew Brees in career passing yards and touchdowns. And, like, it's yeah, I mean, he's done it in every phase. He's an outstanding quarterback, and he wins. I mean, he's kind of like – I mean, he's basically – he took Joe Montana's, like, winning, and you combine that with kind of like Brett Favre or Peyton Manning where they were just the best quarterback in the league every year. Um, best passer, at least. Mahomes is starting to take that over. Kind of remains to be seen, but I don't know. I, I feel like if Mahomes got five or six, and he only, or if he was undefeated or lost one Super Bowl, I would say I'd, I'd put him, depending on how his career ends up, obviously. Like, if he shatters all the career passing records, then I, I'd have to put him as the best. Like, there's... I mean, I, I don't know how how you couldn't. Yeah, I think outside of resume is, you know, it had to come down to strictly eye test because I think anybody who's watched watching him play actively or watched him play would say, hey, you're watching the game of football right now, Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than Tom Brady. So I think a lot of it would just. I also think you got to put in a factor in is the help, too, because yeah. I'm not saying that Tom Brady never had help, but, I mean, he never really had a receiver like Tyree Kill. I mean, he had Randy Moss for, what, two seasons? Like, yeah. Two seasons, right? Yeah, he's had Tyree Kill his, his, so far maybe for three more years, you know, hypothetically. And you could argue that Travis Kelsey may be better than Gronk. Now, I'm not saying that Gronk is, you know, tra- Travis is better, but you can make the argument, oh, Travis and Gronk are, are about the same. And they just got Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. I don't know how good he's going to be in the future. And the Chiefs know how to draft. So I think you all, and also he, well, never mind. I was going to say Andy Reid, but Tom had Bill Belichick. But I also, you got you to also count, uh, count like who he's throwing to, who's on his team. Because, I mean, you know, Brady won a Super Bowl, you know, I don't even. And he beat the Chiefs with Gronk, Edelman. I think that's it. I can't think of any other receiver on that team. I don't, I don't think. Know. Not to not to cut you off, Mac, but also because I was thinking about it. While Mahomes' contract is somewhat friendly to the Chiefs, I don't think Brady has ever signed a contract like that over the course of his career. I may be wrong, um, which allow the Patriots to do a little more around him. So I think that's. Like you said, who he has around him going forward, and that can be interesting as well, too. Just because even now, you look at the window he has, and you know if they're able to draft, like, I mean, now the Patriots and Belichick are not the best at drafting, but the guys they acquired, whether it was through a draft or through free agency, they consistently kept guys around Tom, besides a short stint there where he didn't really do much. Actually, a, a decent stint where he didn't do much. But Kelsey's, what, 30? So 31. 31? Him and Gronk are the same age. Which is wild in itself. But I don't know, man. I don't know if, like I said, you said the the Chiefs draft well, which is going to be huge. But he's going to have those guys he has now. It's not like they're going to be there entirely in his career. He'll have them for a while. But 
I know that's Eventually, what I'm you saying. Gotta find so, some new guys. Yeah, that's what I'm well, saying. Like, I mean, as of right now, but like, what if he gets better, guys, or just as good in the future? And like, because like Brady towards the end in in New England, he really didn't have much to work with. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, I know Tyreek kind of had his off the field problems in college, and that's kind of why his draft stock was so low. But who's to say Lightning can't strike twice, and you get a guy in the fourth or fifth round that is an all world talent? at wide receiver that you can line up with the greatest quarterback in the league. Also to, to Belichick's, you know, defense, he's tried over the years to set up Brady with good receivers. I know they were kind of towards the end of their careers, but they brought in, you know, Chad Johnson. They tried to bring in Josh Gordon. It didn't work out. They brought in Antonio Brown last year and that didn't work out. It, it worked out this year and you kind of see where it got them. They, I think Antonio Brown really came on strong towards the end of the season and, could play a pretty big role in that uh, in that Super Bowl if, if he's playing or and is healthy. But yeah, I mean, I guess in the end, it kind of just depends on uh, that front office in Kansas City and whether they're kind of able to drum up around, you know, Mahomes or who knows. They could. I wouldn't be surprised in the least bit if the Chiefs somehow got up to take like Kyle Pitts or something like that. That's just that's a total Chiefs move. And that's something that they would do. Yeah. Like they them taking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was so out of the box. But I was like, that is like the perfect fit at running back. It's a guy that's a good runner in between the tackles. He's good outside and he's a good receiver. Size was the only issue. But. You know, I I don't know. I, I just think it's going to all depend on this front office and, it, you know, Mahomes continues to play at the level that he does. Yeah, we'll have to see, too. And so we've got, just to, to clear it up, we've got, I've got Chiefs by 8, 38, 30. Mike's got 42, 31, Chief. Mac, you had, what was yours again? I know it was a lot closer. Bucks. 35, 31. 35, 31. Okay. Um, but... Now that we got that out the way, to get into the more exciting stuff, we got the bets for our gamblers out there. Uh, Mike, I know you had one you wanted to come in with. Do you want to go ahead and share that now? Yes. When you think prop bets for a player, what player do you think I'm talking about? Uh, off the top of my head, I would say Tyreek Hill. No. It's not Kelsey. It's not Mahomes. I've got one player on the Chiefs, however. The name's Sammy Watkins. Right now, he's got two over-unders, 35 and a half yards, three and a half catches. Here's his last five playoff games. Five for 98, seven for 114, two for 76, four for 114, and six for 62. He's coming back. He's healthy. You know Andy Reid's going to put pressure on that Buccaneers defense, so he's going to have all wide receivers going all out. You also got the prospects of maybe Demarcus Robinson not being able to play because of COVID. I, I mean, I think that that's just such a low risk because 35 yards is nothing. nothing. Like that's that is one catch with Mahomes at quarterback. That is one catch. So, I mean, it's it's, it's something to keep an eye on at least. It's lines like those that make me fishy because, like you said, that seems like that seems way too easy. It makes me feel like they know something I don't know, because um, I would take that 
10 out of 10 times. I don't know why someone wouldn't take that. Even before you read the stats to me about his last five playoff games, I would have taken that bet. I mean, you know they call him Playoff Sammy for a reason. So, I mean, I'm not jinxing it right now. You know, if you've already made a bet for this, you might want to pull it. But, but yeah, I, I just think that something that low risk, I mean, why not? Catches might be an issue. I don't know. I mean, there's always the chance that he gets two catches for, like, 55 or something. But... The fact that, you know, in his last five playoff games, he didn't go below 60 yards is something to definitely keep an eye on, especially when you got a game that could potentially become a shootout with two good quarterbacks. So, yeah, And the Bucks secondary is already as sketchy as it is. I don't know. I like I like that one. Um, Mac, would you take it? It is interesting. I mean... I think it's 35 because he's coming off an injury. Do you know what the injury is? It was a calf injury. He got it week 16, I think, against Atlanta. Okay. But it says he's healthy, so I don't know if that's, like, something to – I mean, it's definitely something to keep a tab on, but I'm sure that he's going to play in the Super Bowl, especially if Robinson's out because Robinson, I know, kind of filled in for Watkins as that, uh, that number two guy in that offense. Robinson isn't really out yet. If he keeps testing negative, he'll be able to play. He tests yeah. positive once he's out. So mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting. I was talking to one of my buddies at work the other day. We were talking about prop bets as well. And we we're thinking about who's going to be the first guy to score a touchdown for the Chiefs. And we were both feeling Sammy Watkins on this one. So it's kind of a shell shock that Mike mentioned Sammy Watkins as a sleeper. So I kind of like it, but I was like, I told my buddy, it could be some stupid-ass shit. Like, Mahomes is a QB sneak from the one yard line, and, like, he gets his first touchdown, and you're like, really? Really? Hey, just go ahead and put it in for Anthony Sherman. A fullback dive, two yards in a cloud of dust. This man's in the end zone for the first one of the Super Bowl. I'll that put would on be, Le'Veon. I would be I'll put on Le'Veon Bell. No, was it first? I, I wasn't listening Close enough. Was it first touchdown in general, or was it specifically like an offensive touchdown? It's it's like the first one for the Chiefs. It's usually the first like offensive touchdown, and if if it's like for the entire game, I might do it on Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans would be the first guy to score a touchdown in the game. Tom Brady does not throw to him unless they're in the red zone, and then he just throws up lobs. You're going to be livid when uh. Tom drops back and throws a pick six the first possession of the game or Leonard Fournette a fumble or something like that. I'd be, uh, be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> what was the like what was the line on her? What was the plus on it? Uh I haven't really checked yet, but it's gotta be high for, for that. For Mike Evans, I don't know. I, Mike Evans is probably one of Tom Bray's favorite targets in the red zone, so I also saw a stat that Brady this year has 36 touchdowns to no interceptions in the red zone. Jesus. So, yeah, I mean, might as well book it for Evans if they're if they're down there. Well, I've got one that I like. It's a little different from y'all's while you look for that, Mac. And it's, so what color will the Gatorade that is poured on the winning coach be? Don't That's shake wild. your head like this is this is a game that you should not be playing look i think it's an easy win that's why you know why 
Both teams wear red. I think red or pink at plus 250 is the obvious choice here. Wait, wait, wait. What is it? Say it again. What color? No, no, no. What are the colors? What are the colors? Can we get one second? So the colors are. I think it was. I know it was the second. The second best choice for some odd reason. I thought it would have been first. Go red. Always go red. Orange is plus. You know Andy Reid's a lemon lime man. Come on. Hey, if you're you're feeling bold, that's plus three seventy five. Right. Go red. Like. Wait, but what if they don't dump the Gatorade? That's an option. That's plus three fifty. If there's no liquid for it at all. Or if they pulled a, Reese, uh, a senior bowl and it was Reese's Cups. Hey, it, I have no idea. <laughs> Mind blown. It's orange for plus 105, red slash pink plus 275, yellow green lime for plus 375, purple for plus 600, and if it's clear slash water, that's plus 550. So I think red, pink, red, pinks. I think that's the easy decision for me. Um, hey, Payne, you're playing a dangerous game in a COVID year. Oh. oh. You know, I didn't even factor that into my decision. You keep, we all keep forgetting about COVID. When it comes to sports, we're like, ah, oh, I got to put in COVID. You got to think, you got to think about the weather. You got to think about Andy Reid. If he gets too cold, I mean, that could potentially harm this man. We're in Tampa, I mean, man. It was 55 this week. It could get down lower. They don't call them got, big red. Got a cold front. Gives off heat. This will this will be a uh, this will be a Super Bowl that features two of the most majestic looking head coaches on the sidelines because you've got Andy Reid. Man, I don't know what kind of mask he's wearing. It droops down all the way to like his chest. Um, <laughs> And then you got Bruce Arians that this man gets progressively redder throughout the game. Like by the fourth quarter, this man is as red as his shirt. I've never seen anything like it before. Hey, there needs to be one, a line on how long it takes Andy Reid's match to get completely fogged up. Because I take first quarter easily. I don't know, man. He's been, he hasn't been doing the facial lately. He's been down to the, uh, that mask. It looks like a, a 10X. Because, I mean, it, it looks like it does not fit him at all. Well, I'm going to look at this. But while I'm doing that, I've got another one that's completely, unless, Mac, you've got something. Well, I, I saw uh, for the touchdown, for the first score of the game, it was Travis Kelsey was the number one. Most popular Safe. at plus 500. And then it's Tyreek Hill and Mike Evans are both tied for second with plus 700. And then Mike Evans for the uh, Bucks to score the first touchdown. He's plus 275. Just from the fact that I didn't hear you say them yet, I kind of like Fournette's odds, whether it's receiving or running. I'd be curious where he's at. Fournette is actually, what's it, second, third. He is fifth. Plus twelve hundred for the first score of the entire game. I don't hate that. The second highest on Buccaneers plus five hundred. Hmm. Do they have one on uh on what the first commercial will be? 
Do they usually do that? I'm not. I, I've never really kept up with like the props or anything. I know the national anthem and I know the Gatorade one. Those are like the only two big props I know. Hey, we'll go ahead. Let's go ahead and get into that one then, man. I'm gonna be honest. I know. I know who they are, but I know nothing else about the two performers at the national anthem. Now, the fact that there's two of them is interesting to me. They got a little duet thing going on, I guess. Um, Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan. Like I said, heard of them. I don't know. This would be a wild guess. I did study some of the, you know, I looked over the tape, looked at some uh, some notes, and I saw that he said, Eric Church, of course, said that doing the national anthem is going to be a 10 out of 10 or over a 10 out of 10 on the difficulty level. That right there tells me, take the under. He's nervous. He's going to speed through it. Uh, yeah, I don't it's need like speech class. It's like speech exactly. class. This man, this man's going to do like 215 in the rehearsals and be like, oh, I got this. It's going to be like a minute 45. <laughs> if that. <laughs> yeah, fast. if that. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going strong under on Eric Church and Jasmine. Let's see. The next one, I did like this one. So, you got the man himself the weekend performing the halftime show. And yes, most of all of my prop bets are like completely off the field related. But his first song out of halftime, here are your options. I'll read them off to you, let you guys decide first, and I'll tell y'all mine. You've got So Starboy, of course. No. You don't like Starboy? No, like like it's it's not gonna be the first one. Okay, I feel it coming. No. I'll tell you what the last one's probably gonna be. It's probably gonna be Flashing Lights as the last one. Hey, I had in the night for the last one. I'm trying to think of what the first first one I feel like would be. Can't feel my face. I don't know. I feel like that would be like one that he would come out because it's like been a couple years and they usually start off with their like oldest stuff and then they'll do like something recent towards the end. That's a good first one. That might have been the highest. I might have my order on. That might have been the highest odds one. Uh, yeah, let's see here. It says. As I fill this air with blankness. Uh, you also run the risk of uh, special like surprise performances. Yeah, special guest or something like that. But like, he doesn't have like too many features, I guess. To where I mean, he might be like featured on someone else's song, but I, I just okay. can't really so, imagine someone coming out. His first song. Yeah, the highest odds is Blinding Lights, plus 140. Star Boys, plus 250. Can't Feel My Face, plus 275. Pray For Me, 250. Hawaii, which I don't know if I know what song it is. I think Blinding plus Lights is going to be first. You think I so? I Flashing Lights. I'm about to get flamed when this episode it's, airs. <laughs> it's the most popular one. He's going to do the most popular song first. Well, More as of right now. Star right Boy? Now. Right now. But Blinding Lights is, is the most popular song right now. Mac, I'm kind of insulted that you immediately marked off Starboy like that because Starboy is actually my pick. Yeah, um, but look, think, it's Blinding Lights is all over TED Talk right now. Everyone knows that song. Everyone dances. Everyone knows the dance. 
that 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 fad's gone, Matt Kummel. Wait, coming it, from Boomer Mike, the, the do you know the dance? Yes, I know the dance. Everyone the knows dance the dance right now. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. I'll, I'll do it later. All right, I need some music. First, hey, I, yeah, first the first time he turns his camera on, we're like, do the dance. <laughs> okay, so you're going blinding lights. 100%. I think Blinding Lights is going to be the first one because it's his most popular right now. Everyone's going to know it and dance and love it. I guarantee you, hey. you start out hot. And that's his I don't know. Mac, Mac I, I'm starting to agree with you because, like, just the intro to it, like, that's something that he would come out to. And, like, every, like everyone, once once you hear, like, the beginning of that, everyone's like, oh, like, it's the weekend's halftime performance. So, like, I, I feel like that might be it. All right, I'll stand hey, alone here. Just put your just put your life savings into that. No, no I'm putting my life later. savings. Later, later. That that and red Gatorade. <laughs> uh, and then of course you know you've got his leadoff song. You got to have his closing song, which is almost just as important. So for the options for those, I mean, it's pretty much the same exact songs, just different odds. I'll tell you here. I went in the night. I think that's a good final song. You know how it goes. Um, but the odds, blinding lights are the highest. Starboy second still. Can't feel my face. Can't feel my face is a sleeper. I'll say that. That seems like yeah. a middle of the yeah, that, song. Yeah, I agree with Mike. Middle song. That's a middle song. That's one of those songs that he's going to have everybody in there clapping. Like, same thing with Starboy. So I don't hate those takes. I will say this. I think the lowest odd one was um, in both of them. I think it was Call Out My Name, which I would agree with 100%. That'd be wild for the weekend to come out and lead or close with, one of the, with that song. But yeah, I mean, that's all. Those are the only props that matter to me, at least, unless y'all have any other ones y'all want to throw in there. I don't know if they do a. I don't know if they do a first commercial one, but if there's, I think it's going to be a Jason Alexander. Sure. Wait, what? I think. I mean, it's got to be, isn't it? Coors or Miller Lite that always dominates the Super Bowl. Well, I don't know, I man. I feel like that, that first one might be like a Tide commercial. They kind of. They did it. Uh, wasn't it last year, or the year before, where it was like they did multiple, where it was like going to be another. You thought it was going to be for another brand, and then it ended up being like a Tide commercial. Yeah, a lot of them. I, I just I feel like that first commercial is going to be tied. It's going to be like that. Uh, it it's usually one that they've like already released, like on Twitter, and I saw one that was a tied one. That's the only one that I saw with like the hashtag, like the Super Bowl commercial or something. So I don't know. I feel like if there is one, I feel like Tide should be the front runner for that. They started to come I, on strong last year. I read something where they're not gonna like. The, the commercials won't be as funny as they used to be this year because everyone's like really sensitive, oh, right? Like everyone's really sensitive right now, and they don't want to make like some some joke that offends people. And I saw some they're like, we're just not gonna do. It. We're gonna put our money for like new commercials and put it into like donations and stuff. That, I mean, I, read, I don't know if it's true, but I read that on an article on Twitter somewhere. Ooh, disappointing. Oh. Don't be surprised if there are not that many like new brand new commercials. Mm. 
Matt comes on here, turns his camera on, and then just ruins everybody's day with the commercial news. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I read it. I was like, y'all getting hyped about it. I don't want y'all to get upset. I'm like, man, why are there no new damn hey, commercials? Hey, I'm just, I'm just talking props here. Well, here I am upset. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I guess if we got, you know, all the props out the way, we're going to get into a subject that I guarantee Mike is not excited to get into. However, I don't think we've actually... I mean, we talked about it here and there, but we haven't talked about it since he officially said it. Of course, Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston. He officially requested his trade. And I was curious, you know, what would be some preferred destinations for you guys? I'll go ahead and say, and Mike, we already talked about some of this this last weekend. I love New York and not the team that everybody's been saying from the jump. I love the idea of him going to the Giants. Okay, Uh, Dan Lofsky. No, it was funny. Mike actually told me about that. And I'm, I swear, it sounds like I'm bullshitting. That package idea, I had that before he told me that Dan had said that. I was thinking, you know, they looked fine without Saquon. And about fine is a stretch. They weren't great, but they looked okay without Saquon. I packaged him and Daniel Jones a pick, maybe some more, of course, and whatever I had to to get Deshaun Watson just because it's too early to be all in on judge but he looked good um, their defense was top 10 um it's new york uh, they played hard uh, obviously he had him playing hard which is the biggest thing for me that he was able to do obviously you dropped Deshaun on that team i know you question how great the weapons aren't great they're not bad but they in my opinion are immediately the favorite in that division with Deshaun that's an easy that's an easily winnable division I don't exactly. know about if they're automatically because the football team, if they get football quarterback, up there. then they, yeah. to me, they're the favorites when when they get a quarterback. Yeah, okay, but even camp. football team, I think, would be next. But even regardless of what Dallas does with, with Dak or not, I think I'd take the Giants easily with Deshaun over Dak. Um, and even the weapons, like I said, I don't, they're not great, but Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Golden Tate, um, Darius Slade, they're, they're not bad. That's not a bad receiving core by any means. Wayne Gallman's been more functional. It's better than Houston, yeah. Besides maybe the top tier guy, Gallman's been more than functional. So I like the idea of packaging whatever you need to to get him to New York. I mean, if I'm Deshaun, why would I want to leave? You get a head coach that you know he was the passing game coordinator for the league's worst passing offense this past year. He was a wide receivers coach for a team that had no receivers catch a touchdown in a season. I mean. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Like, why wouldn't I stay? Wonderful situation. Just go get a high school coach while you're at it. Like, <laughs> and did you see him like, confidently like, swear? Like, prove, <laughs> prove me wrong. Like, he can prove me wrong, and I'll be like, okay, I'm sorry. David Coley's a good coach. But it's kind of a red flag that this man has been just a position coach for 20-plus years in the NFL. And like has barely progressed. I I think I think there's a couple coaches in waiting. I think uh, two guys to I mean they hired Lovey Smith and they got Pep Hamilton coming in as the QB coach. Pep Hamilton is uh, he his role in developing Justin Herbert this past year. I mean could make someone confident if they were to bring in a you know a new quarterback after this if the trade happened. But yeah, I mean Gabe. I guess my picks would be, for me, if I'm Houston, it has to be a team that's picking in the top five or top ten. Like, I 
Mac, I know, uh, well, I'll let you bring it up, but I, I think Jets, Jets would be a team to take this, would be a team to take Deshaun Watson, no doubt. Um, I mean, you're bringing in a new coach. I know he said that he has trust in Sam Darnold, but we've seen that that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, that doesn't mean anything when Deshaun Watson's on the table. Uh, you know, I know it's pretty hefty price, but if you're a team, you know, it's, it's not like Deshaun is not only a great player, like he's also a stand up guy and he does a lot for the city that he plays for. Like he did a lot for Houston. So like, you're not just bringing in a player, you're bringing in a very like good person. So, like, I, I think that, you know, a team's going to look at that. I feel like, but, yeah, I think it's going to be New York, obviously. A New York team. I don't really think Miami's going to do that. I think they're going to give Tua one more shot. I, I just don't see it happening. No, I don't think, especially with how Miami set up in the draft, too, I don't think. It looks like they're they're all in on the idea of getting, I don't know how they'll do it, but at least one of those Bama guys, if not both of them. Um, well, I mean, they already have our pick. Why give it back? <laughs> yeah, thanks to uh, Bill O'Brien, well-known, great GM. Uh, you know, GM I'm starting Cruiser. to think now, the more that I think about it, I don't know if that was just a straight-up Bill O'Brien move. I think I think Easterby has a lot to do with what goes on in Houston. Uh, I think he's kind of the guy that's calling the shots. I think he's the one that wanted to bring in Casario. Um like you saw, the search firm had Omar uh, Omar Khan, I think, at uh, he's the Steelers VP of football operations. Um, also had Lewis Riddick, ESPN analyst, in there as a finalist. They just ignored the search firm. Um, classic Houston, classic Easterby. Easterby is just a motivational speaker that somehow hijacked a front office. Um, so I, I I just don't. Like even Belichick said, he's like, I'd never would see, I'd never saw him running a front office. I mean, he said he was a good guy, but let's just hope he doesn't screw this up. I mean, they could. Yeah. To be fair, Bill Belichick does not know how to draft or do anything scouting wise. So, and he doesn't really know how to do pre agency all that well. He cuts guys way too early. his top recruiter or top scouter. So, I mean, I'm not saying, like, I don't know how good this Nick, Nick Castario is going to be or what his future is, but Bill Belichick isn't really, outside of being a coach, he's not really good anywhere else. Hey, man, I don't need this right now. Like, just just tell me your picks and, and get on with it. <laughs> where would you want to see him at, Mac? Well, where I want to see him at? Well, first off, uh, San Francisco, him, him and Kyle Shanahan would be unstoppable. They would probably win the Super Bowl easily. But um, the more – I can't believe it. I mean, the more I think about it, the Carolina Panthers fits perfectly for Deshaun. And honestly, Mike, you you have that face, but I just don't know why you're saying that because you're telling me I came with a trade scenario based off that criteria, and I don't know how the, the Texans say no to this. No, I can, you, I can see it happening. If that's, you give up Derek Brown, Derek Brown, Jeremy Chin – Teddy Bridgewater, two first rounders and two second rounders. How do you say no to that? Get rid of Teddy. I don't care about. I don't care for Teddy. Um, I see. I like that because two. If you look at Carolina, 
they're in a position where Breeze is going to retire and the Saints are in that salary cap situation. You're, I mean, the Falcons complete remodel. Um, Buccaneers, yeah, they got Brady. They're going to the Super Bowl, but Brady's not going to be around for much longer. Um, so I think the Panthers are, if they made, if they make that trade, they're saying we're committing to, in two or three years from now, we will be a perennial division champion. Um, which, you know, yeah, and for, for those players, I would love that because Chin proved to be one of the better rookies this year. And Derek Brown is, I mean, no bias is one of the better interior D linemen from this past year's draft that could be a huge part in that. If they run a three, four, I mean, he's a guy that dominates the middle of the line. Um, yeah, like I, I mean, I could see them doing it. I, I think it just kind of depends on who they get with that eighth pick because it's, it's scaring me because I saw a mock draft that said Mac Jones was going eighth to the Panthers. If that, oh, if, boy. if Houston made that move, I, I would have to move with Deshaun to, to Charlotte. I mean, I think you already decided depending on where he ends up, which is fine. You, you're going with them, aren't you? I'll play the situation out. Fair uh, you know, He'll always be my second favorite. It, you know, whatever team he goes to will always be my second favorite. But, uh, but yeah, if, if, if Houston does what I think they'll do and that's screw this up completely, um, yeah, I'm, I'll probably be moving teams. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Well, whenever you make your decision, um, just let me know. As a loyal Braun fan, I've got all the paperwork you'll need here in the office. You just got to sign a few things, and it's, it's all good to go. Um, Except the other team I liked, and Mac, you mentioned them, was obviously San Francisco. And that's the team that I've been saying, and not just like a lot of people have, but I've been, even back when most of it was Jets, Dolphins talk, I was like, it's, they need to get in on this because they're one of those teams that literally are a quarterback away, especially when you factor in they just went to a Super Bowl with that quarterback. And, you know, we talked about the throw earlier. He's not bad by any means, but you add Deshaun to that, dude. We talked about this. They've got to, at that point, almost become the favorite if you put Deshaun with Kyle Shanahan, depending, of course, on what they had to give up, which I'd give up. Heaven and earth for Deshaun Watson. you got to. Um, so I like them as well. Did y'all hear the talk that came and started about the Raiders? And you know, what did y'all think about that? Oh, the coward take? I don't know. I heard it from somewhere else. I guess it was Coward yeah. who said it. Well, Coward, Coward was like the first one to say, like, hey, John, go after the Raiders. And then the next day, there was a report that came out of the Raiders going after Deshaun. So, yeah, and the package that I think Coward reported or said that he would like to see was absolutely ridiculous. It was Derek <laughs> Carr, Darren Waller, and a couple of first-rounders. I was like, oh, so uh, a quarterback that will get traded regardless, a tight end that's already 28 years old, like – No chance. He, he's just got to be saying this just to say stuff because I, I feel like half the time it's just Orlovsky and Coward just, you know, one-upping each other with terrible takes. But, um, yeah, Coward needs to stick to talking about Baker Mayfield wearing a backwards hat. Like, that's that's ridiculous. I And I don't hate the 49ers. My, I guess my take on it is I would rather – I mean, for obvious reasons, I would rather have a team that's going to finish in the bottom 15, you know, for these next couple of years so you can get these top 10 picks or top 15 picks 
49ers become the favorite, you're picking 32. I mean, that's not bad for a first-rounder exactly, but if you're going to get two second-rounders out of that and be picking basically in the third round, I just don't know if that's worth it. Unless, you know, of course they uh, – I saw, you know, why not include Bosa. I, I don't know if 49ers would do that exactly because he's expected to be a cornerstone of that defense. Oh, um I mean, I, for Deshaun, yeah, because, I mean, their defense proved pretty good without him this year after he tore his ACL. Um, Bosa's great, don't get me wrong, but, you know, to get a guy that's coming off his career year and matching him up with one of the best, not only offensive minds, but one of the best quarterback developers in the league, um, made Matt Ryan an MVP. Deshaun would be in the MVP conversation every single season. Yeah, I mean, you're getting a guy who, if I don't think people would say overall second best, but if you had all the available quarterbacks right now on the open market, he'd probably go second when you factor in his ability with his age. Like, you'd probably take him over Russ, over all those guys, just because, you know, both of those things. So I'm, I give up whatever I have to, um, which is why, you know, obviously they want the top five, top ten-ish picks, but I think there are so many teams. And it started to come out here more recently with these teams that are in play for this but i think that's about i mean that's all i've got for deshaun unless you have any other spots or anything you could think of well i mean there are multiple other spots i mean chicago that's a good one you know they can remake that mistake they made by not drafting him uh i mean i guess maybe denver but i don't think denver's gonna do it i don't even know they have the pieces to do it yeah, but uh, Colts would be interesting. I could see the they're Colts. not going to trade within the division though. Forgot they're in the same division. I, I, like I, I would say Colts if they weren't in the AFC South, they would be the clear favorite. Colts are in the AFC South. That's crazy. But, Man, did y'all hear? Speaking of, of Colts, did y'all hear that leak that came out about Andrew Luck allegedly might be coming back? No, Shut that's up. not. That's I'm not. Sure, no, he's not. He's not coming Y'all back. didn't hear? <laughs> so the answer is no. Y'all didn't hear about that. No, I saw the T.Y. Sure Hilton tweet. It was, I think it was fake. Like, people have looked into it, and it looks like it's very fake. Let me find it. Pretty much somebody, like, leaked some text messages between, um, like, his wife and her friend. Let's see. I was going to say, if it's between Andrew and Andrew Luck and someone, and the text bubble's blue, that's false, because this man owns a flip phone. Yeah. This man has okay. no social media. Yeah, I knew it. But no, so I'll explain what happened. It's, it's definitely capped, though. Pretty much someone had some messages in it, which means someone did the absolute most to, to fake these, but it was his wife texting one of her friends, talking about like trying to make plans to do this, um, about their kids, like Something about his son or something said, like his first sentence, and then she said, yeah, do you want to come running with us tomorrow? Um, uh, Andrew has his meeting at 11 with Jim, and the response is like, Jim who? Like, like yeah, Jimmy with the Colts, referring to, I guess, what Jim Ursa. is. Yeah, Ursa, who's the Colts, the Colts man up there. And it was like, oh, yeah, pretty much. Was People like, just oh. want it. People just want a crumb of attention. Come on. Like, I. Luck wouldn't be walking away, you know. He wouldn't have walked away, you know, if he was ever going to come back. I just don't see Andrew Luck doing that. At, be it shame if he like did. Type of guy. 
No. He's just no. the type of guy just to come back just because he missed it. Like I, I, I think he's just content with where he's at. Oh, it'd be awesome if he did though. Yeah, Colts would be winning that division every year. I mean, they'd be, I, they'd be better than the Titans. I, like, I, I think the Titans are a great team, but to bring Andrew Luck back into that, I mean, they made Philip Rivers look pretty good this year. That that offense. And I know they lost the offensive mastermind to the Eagles, but uh, but yeah, so, <laughs> uh, we won't get into his po- his pr- uh, post conference. Yeah, conference. man, I know, <sighs> Mac. You didn't want to read too much into it, which I guess we can't. But it was that was painful. I mean, but, I'm, I'm 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 not saying it was it wasn't bad. I mean, it was bad. But it's not that. It's not a big not deal. Deep. I mean, a it's lot of people. Right. Are I think it was a. I think it was an okay hire. I mean, you get a guy that has worked under Frank Reich, and you. I mean, if anyone's gonna fix that relationship between the Eagles and Carson Wentz, it's going to be someone that knows Frank Reich. Because well, um, Carson Wentz is gonna request for a trade. Uh, I'm not doing this. I mean, he already did. I'm sure already reported it, and apparently they're getting calls, and the Eagles are not hanging up. Not hanging up the phone. I mean, I don't hate it. I think, I think the Colts would be the team to get Carson Wentz. I think that that I was would be. Thinking, I was thinking that are the 49ers. I think the 49ers and the Colts are the two teams that need to go after Wentz. Yeah, because with the 49ers, that asking price is, uh, that asking price is pretty good. Um, I don't think Wentz will warrant anything close to what Watson need or Watson would. I think 49ers could be like, I'll give you a first this year and a second next year. And Eagles would be like, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. The one dude report is saying apparently the, like the trade deals are a lot higher than Jared Goff's. And the dude was like freaking out about like how, wow. Call that Carson went to stock a lot higher than Jared Goff's. Did you uh did y'all see that uh from the 2016 draft class quarterbacks every quarterback except for Dak has been traded cut or benched? I love how I said or benched. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta throw that in there just to, mar- just to mark like, out Carson Wentz <laughs> or benched. Mark out Carson Wentz. Okay. Yeah, you look at that list. It's like well, it's like so Jared Goff is number one. Wentz was number two. Um, Paxton Lynch. Uh, Christian Hackenberg. Jesus. Looking back on it, the Jets, come on now. You had a second-round pick, and you looked at Dak Prescott and Christian Hackenberg being like, we're going to take this guy. <laughs> How dumb do y'all look now? I mean, well, I mean, they might get Deshaun, so maybe not that dumb. But, uh, but yeah, I think there was a – I think it was um, Cody Kessler from USC. Um, Connor Cook, I think. It – it's a list of ridiculous quarterbacks. Yeah, it's a list of quarterbacks who are like, how was Dak not taken before them? Once it got to Hackenberg, I was like, okay. Like, yeah, come on. Because at, at least Paxton Lynch, like, he had a decent year that year. I know Auburn kind of exposed him as a fraud in the bowl game, which was should have been a huge red flag because their defense was awful that year. But, um, but yeah, I, God, that list was terrible. And the fact that, all that remains is Dak Prescott, the fourth round pick. So, 
Mm. Mac, I'm just curious. Are you tuned into the Lakers game right now? Yeah. What's the score? Uh, Nugs are up 75-70, almost in the third quarter. Huh. Hey, guess who the Sixers lost to today? The Hawks? The Blazers. Oh, my goodness. Without Blazers didn't have Dame, CJ, Nurkic, Zach Collins, and still won by 20 or 15. That's really embarrassing, man. I, last time I checked, though, Mac, I'm pretty sure the Rockets still – like, I would, I'm on pace to still win that bet between the Rockets and the Blazers without James Harden. What do you mean? I think, they have a, I think they're higher in the West right now than the Trailblazers. No, right the now. West. No, right now, the Blazers are five. They're a five seed. No, yeah, five seed. And the Rockets are not even in the playoffs. Right, as of right now. Not even close, Gabe Haynes. I swear, like, okay, listen, because they went on that hot streak yeah, when they I'm first got that. Look, listen, no. I swear I checked and they were because they yeah, went on that they're hot 11, streak. They're 11 and 10. That's number 10 <laughs> in the West. Mac will actually do so hard right there. He did? Look at me. <laughs> yeah, I think Christian would have went down with an injury, and he might be out for a, a long period of time. Uh... Well, actually, I think the Blazers are And if the Nugs lose this game, then the Blazers move up to fourth. We're going to leave that alone, then. Um. (laughs) So, Super Bowl this upcoming weekend. Um, Yeah. Damn, Mac, why you gotta why you gotta do me like that at the very end? Of the- <laughs> I was, I was lost. Gonna, I was Gabe's, like, Gabe's, what? Gabe's have you watched the last the week? Oh, big time! <laughs> As always, if you made it this far, appreciate you for listening. No hat. Oh, we're out. <laughs>